Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. So before we get into today's episode, we want to remind you to stay up to date on all sports news every day with ESPN Daily, Monday through Friday. Host Pablo Torre brings you an inside look at the most interesting stories at ESPN as told by the top reporters and insiders on the planet. The breaking news of SportsCenter, the deep dive storytelling of 30 for 30, get the very best of ESPN Daily. Go to download and subscribe to ESPN Daily, as well as Maddie and the Caddy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And with that, welcome into our podcast alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. We uh, are happy to be back for our annual year in review. And to say that it's been a year unlike any other would be an <laughs> understatement and offensive to other years. That'd be like saying Snoop Dogg smokes a little bit of weed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like this, this year has been brutal. For numerous reasons. Yeah, that's the thing that's crazy is everyone is going to assume it's the COVID thing. But yeah, that monkey wrenched a whole bunch of stuff. But bro, like, remember January at the Farmers and Kobe, when it was started coming out on the golf course that Kobe had been in that helicopter crash and passed away. You know, and then yeah. we start finding out who was on the helicopter with them, and you're like, "What?" And there was a whole, "When is how how is this gonna work with Tiger being on the golf course, and is somebody gonna tell him something like that?" Whole it was just surreal and not in a good way. It was horrible. And it, that's right too, because and that was pre-COVID. That. that was when everything yeah. was like, "Yeah, man." We're gearing up, getting ready, yo. This is how we want things to get started, yo. Bam. Just, what? Huh? It was like a gut punch. I mean, maybe that was a red flag that uh, this year is not going to be all that great. <laughs> no, when you, I thought that was going to be the low point of the year. And then it just continued to spiral out of control. And look, there are a couple things. One, you have to give golf credit for finding a way to be the first back and do so safely. And they did. Um, But there are so many things about this year. Uh, So we'll we'll kind of, rather than kind of just go big picture, I'm going to start with the first, let's start at COVID. Let's start with the sport shutting down and finding a way to get back and play, which I thought was remarkable. And I still feel, and I've said this forever, golf and Monahan, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, didn't get enough credit for still. being the first out of the gate. Well, I they mean, just did. it was na- it, remember they were the it was NASCAR and the PGA Tour were the last to shut it down. Right, they were the last ones to shut it down, and like it's funny. Yeah, we got to start at COVID because that was March, but. Does it seem like the beginning of the 1920 season never even – do you even remember September when it started in Greenbrier? Like, well, I don't remember. Even, 
Right. Me neither. Yeah. I remember, no one does. I remember anything from 1920. No I'm one not, does. Like, this is here's the also, thing. That, it's also 2020. Not I understand. Whatever. Same thing. But feels like mean, it's with the pandemic. Same, 1920. Spanish flu. Wait, same thing. <laughs> what are we about to do? A podcast on Bagger Vance? 1920. Hey, let me tell you. Go out here. Hey, we're going to do our thing. But see, see, here's where you're. Here's here's where you're 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 losing me. I don't care about anything from September golf. Yeah, but don't. listen, no, you you should because think about the win that. Okay, here's something to care about from September. The okay. safe way. Phil Mickelson playing in the pro am with Steph Curry. One. Tony Romo getting his first professional start there, and then Cameron was just 2019. Yeah. And then Cameron Champ winning. While his winning with his grandfather, um, the last time he got to see him actually win a golf tournament right before he passed away, like Matt, that was a good that shit, was a that, good story. that whole week. That whole week was a, a phenomenal week in golf when golf normally nobody gives two craps about it. And like I phenomenal. was out there, phenomenal. See, this it is what I'm saying. How, this is how short-term memory. This is how <laughs> short-term memory that we have. All the right, stuff please. that I, the stuff that I was able to get out of Phil Mickelson yeah, see, and Steph Curry when we were out there was phenomenal. And okay, then, so it's phenomenal to you because you were uh, out there hobnobbing with your boys. Nah, Doesn't but, make it good. Hold up, the fact that Tony Romo came close to making the cut. And playing, so what? playing out of his mind. Look, nobody cares? saw that. No, nah, man. It's easy for us to look back on that now <laughs> because of where we are. But at the time, I was no, not at the, the time, only. I didn't. At the time, it was nothing. It was September. It was college football season, and it was the NFL. Yeah, but in September, nobody was caring about the college football season because oh, with the playoff ranking, nobody was talking about the. No, wrong. what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, it wasn't like you're right. And no, it wasn't about crunch college. time. No, no, that's not what that's not what I'm trying to say. I said that wrong. Let me put it this way. <laughs> no one cares about Romo. Hold on, scratching an itch. In September, no one is talking about the college football playoffs. In September, does it mean right? that there's no such thing as the the top? Our even our in our building, the top twenty five. The rankings have not the playoff rankings. Haven't come out. They're not so even a what? thought. There's some big. Who so cares? what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when golf wasn't going to be a thought at all, I was normally, normally I'm with you. And it, the fall start of the wraparound season gets no play on our air or anywhere else. But guess what? That week, I was on Sports Center with your ass. So we had to what? fill content. Oh, Brock, come on, man. man. It was I, Look, I wasn't in the D block. It wasn't like they were putting me in with the puppies and the kittens. All right, so let me ask you a question. Do you, do you yeah, have Yeah, man, ask me a question. All right, good. <laughs> I can't, first of all, this isn't a year in review when we're going back to 2019. Okay, when, the season. <laughs> when, when, when did this event take place? Give me the date. Uh, September... 26th to the 29th were the tournament dates. So it started the week of the 23rd. The Pro-Am was on the 25th. So when do Steph, you think when do you think people cared? 
I think people cared on Thursday after Romo's first round. Okay. When he was actually in a position to make the cut. But but after round one, when he was on the cut number, I believe, I mean, that's when we did Sports Center was like, yo, what is going on? Who where did this ha- where did this come from? Nobody saw this coming. So do you want what so do you want Thursday or Friday? Which day do you want? Thursday, because Wednesday had just happened with Phil and Steph Curry, and then Thursday with Romo playing as well as he played. All right. I'm do just you, saying that 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 Do that you remember was, what network it was on? Like what television network it was on Thursday? Probably the golf channel. Yeah, yeah. It had to just be golf channel. That had to be the only one. Because I mean, look, let's be honest, we are in football season, so but no one cared. According to you. No, it's not that no one cared. It, look, like I said, it made we talked about it on SportsCenter. Right, because it was a unique story. But you were never well, it's, it's a ever, golf story. You were and, never ever gonna convince me, like, here's here's where I'm at. If we're first of all, you are not taking me down this path of September golf in 2019 during our year review. Just because you were out there with Romo, Steph, and Phil Mickelson. In the grand scheme of things, that's got zero to do with what we just dealt with. Look, Victor Hovland just won last week. I think it's a great story because Victor's one of the great young players in golf. Meh. But, but exactly. That's exactly right. Meh. Because it's, it's, it's December golf. like and Yes, because it's December golf, and now we're, we're swinging back you know, with everything that's going on in our world right now but at the time that's what i'm saying like this is why our we have such we have such bad short-term memory and how easily we let things go and that's what i'm saying like where we started it's so easy to forget what a phenomenal week that was i'm not saying any of the (laughs) other weeks i'm not saying any of the other weeks were spectacular i'm not saying there wasn't any kind of and i'm not saying that there weren't any other compelling stories that might have been out there I'm just saying that this one for the Let me third ask you something else. For the third tournament of the wraparound season, for the third tournament that no one should have cared about, there were things they still that didn't. happened. Okay. What animal has the longest term memory? Do you know? I mean, that, that seems right up your alley. The longest term memory? It'll probably like, be, well, it's gonna be either an animal like an elephant or i would actually say like the blue whale probably okay well the blue whale even forgot about that tournament with romo's <laughs> staff <laughs> that's because there was no krill playing that's why they, they, right. they, you know, the krill didn't get a didn't get a sponsor's invite into it but look if you go from that to going to the players this is where this is where i'm tying it in what i'm saying is from how we started to what yeah. Jay Monahan had to go through. If you remember at the players, and you and I were talking about this, about how, and Jay Monahan, he got raked across the coals when it was going on, but I don't think anyone understood the full gravity of how this was going to play out. Right. Every day this dude came out and had to make announcements on yeah. how things were going down and how things were changing. So tomorrow we're still playing. We're moving forward, going ahead, and we were like, how's this dude saying something like that when all these other sports are shutting down? But I'm telling you, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, history, well, when we are gone, 
when none of us are here anymore and our great, great, great grandkids are reading about this time in sports, Jay Monahan will be one of the greatest commissioners that there is because of how he navigated not only the end, but then the restart. Yeah. Through this whole past year. And so history will be told much differently. Yeah. The light that will be shined on him will be so bright and justifiably so. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm not a crazy, I'm not a fanboy. I love the guy. Um, and I'm not trying to just, you know, I'm not a sunshine and rainbows, you know, pull punches on stuff like that. But like, I really believe this dude, this dude was able to do things with coordinate. Think about the, the epic nature of having the open championship gets canceled, but three other majors have to be rescheduled. And none of those three majors are run by the PGA tour. So all these three entities and all of these tournaments, then all have to play nice and figure out a way to get their events in and all while the tour then has to deal with all of the other tournaments on the outside and the sponsors, like, how are we, how is this all going to work? And so the fact that we started playing golf again is almost crazy to think about. You know, All right, I'm going to try to keep you in the fairway because you just went 17. You just you just played 17 different holes with one shot. <laughs> well, you know, I hit a lot of trees you, on my team. You, you, you started with the players and then ended up with sponsors. I want to start <laughs> with the players because I, I looking back, I don't think the players should have stopped. I think they should have finished the tournament. I really? Think that, oh, yeah. I think that that decision was. um led by pressure of the other sports. I'm pretty sure that there was a player at the players championship that had COVID. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure. So I think, I think they, they did the right thing by shutting it down. I would bet as we talk about history moving forward, I would bet that history will say the night of March 11th, when Rudy Gobert uh, tested positive, and that basically shut down the whole world. It was a reaction to an unknown that sent everything into a domino effect in sports. And I do believe because there wasn't, you know, testing wasn't readily available. I think it was the right thing to do, but I think it was a little bit much to do the way that it was done. The tournament had already started the players. Right. The damage, if you look at it, the damage had already been done with COVID. Right. The fact that there were already fans there, the fact that we were already playing it. So you had already, you had already done it. So at that point, I think if you finish it and then say, we're going to finish this week and then pause the rest of the season, we could argue about this forever. I don't think it's, it's, it's big picture. Right. I just think what they did to allow the sport to come back was uh, they, they had to be flexible. And that's the one thing that I give the PGA Tour credit with and a lot of these other uh, sports, that you had to be flexible with your schedule. Now, whether or not you got the best quality of product, we could 
discuss that. But the fact that we got a product to me was a victory. When you say we, whether or not we got the best quality of product, what do you mean by that? I don't think, first of all, Mr. The Romo Mickelson thing, everyone cared about it, Buzz. The, all you need to know is that no one cared about the Masters. The numbers were down 52%. But was that because no one cared or was that because it was going up against football? What I just say at the beginning of this thing when you talked about your September event in 2019, like when you are up against football, you are not, you're, you're just, you're not going to compete with that. You're, you're just, you're not. And so I believe that golf, while doing a great thing by getting these tournaments in, there was some, some not damage done to the product. There just wasn't, it just didn't, as much as they tried to pump up Augusta in the fall, it just wasn't the same. Well, None no, but that was the same. I, think- I just. I believe that was also due to the no fans. I believe that you totally I completely believe I completely believe that majors with no fans that the absence of that buzz resonated so hard outwards. And the fact that there had been tournaments with no fans and we kind of saw what that was like. And look, talking to two guys. Our boy Taylor Twelman, he talked about how, remember we had a discussion one time about whether or not it's a good idea to put fake crowd noise into sporting events. Right. And I said, no, you said yes. And Taylor, in a conversation with him. Well, no, like the, I want to. Crowd noise on a broadcast? Because I don't like crowd noise on a broadcast. You're talking in the arena? In the stadium. Yeah, in the stadium. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. You were like, yeah, you thought that that was okay. And I was like, I don't like it at all. But Taylor said, Taylor told me something. And then hearing golfers talk about it as well, because there's no way to do it for golf. But Taylor said in so- in football, football, soccer, that it was the players that complained and wanted crowd noise that they didn't feel the same yeah. on the pitch that that they couldn't and then we hear golfers talking about how they're having a tough time Rory especially saying it's hard to get up and get all jacked up when there's yeah. no energy coming and I totally I went from being full in on when it comes to majors you play them no fans. I'm, you just play, even if there's no fans, too. Now I'm on the fence, and I think that... No, you're not. You're on my side. You're not on the fence. There's no fence here. You've hopped over the fence into my yard. That I'm No, man. I'm Majors I, without fans. It was, I, got one, it was, let me, I got one foot on your property. Yeah, you're thinking about foot. it. Look, yeah, it's the holidays. Come in for some eggnog. You can come yeah, in. No, it's warm I, inside. No, I still got one foot. I'm still... I still have one foot in the yard of I'm really happy that they played. But now I completely, I see the other side of it. I see how much was taken away by not having live crowds at these major championships. I think the hard thing is, the hard thing is to to acknowledge how much different it is, 
and yet not take away from someone like Colin Morikawa or Bryson DeChambeau, who that was their first major championship. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, hard it's a to tough do that, especially when you know behind closed doors that other golfers who have won majors are saying, "Yeah, but you won without fans," and they're not wrong. They're right. not wrong at all because yeah. look, here's here's I I was thinking about this the other day. I and this is just me didn't miss anything by not having the Open Championship. We kind of just all went on with our lives, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. So or Olympics, right? So I don't, I don't know. It's just such a tough. I am not look. I think Bryson, it was gonna win a major. Um, I don't know that Colin Morikawa, uh, PGA Championship, Harding Park in certain situations first time out was going to have those kind of stones to do what he did, but maybe he would have. We don't know either way. Right. That's we'll never know. But I just don't know. What I do know is that the masters for me in November fell horribly flat. So I told you about, there were two guys and I gave you Taylor on one side of it. The other side of it that really, Of course, it comes from the guy who's, if he's going to hit you with something, it's going to put a lump in your throat. And that was Tom Rinaldi. Yeah, see? Look, even O'Shea knows what's up. Um, Rinaldi said, the patrons of Augusta are the soul of that golf tournament. And that's all he had to say, because in saying that, what he was saying was, without patrons, there was no soul to the Masters. and that. Punches you in the gut, man. It puts that's a why Finau was on. That's why Finau was on on my side of the coin when we were doing this way back in April 2020. Yeah, with the COVID conversation, would you rather play the Masters period or wait till there were fans? And Finau said he'd rather wait, which really shocked me. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's right. But I ain't saying he's wrong either. I'm just. I just. If there's one thing we've learned in sports and having, you know, being a college football host, doing college football play by play, doing sports center, all this other stuff. If there's one thing that I hope that we've learned in this 2020, 100 year year of the pandemic, it's that you cannot, under any circumstances, overrate the importance of fans to sports. Mm. It is what makes it amazing. It's what makes these athletes incredible. Why? Because they're doing something none of us can do on a stage with thousands of people in an arena that sometimes are rooting against them and a lot of the times are rooting for them. And that's what makes sports Mm. great. Yeah. I don't think for a second, I'll be the first to say, I think the NBA bubble, while impressive, so what? Like LeBron won a tournament, like a champion, like a tournament. It, That's what it was like. Yeah, it, was it was a like tournament. You won a tournament, like, right? It was like a right. I just I don't AAU. <laughs> yeah, no, I you you're. I, I, it's just tough. Like, history will show that Dustin Johnson, who had already been a major champion, was he was going to win a Masters. 
Bryson DeChambeau, again, I still think he's going to be champion. But does, is, you want to talk about short-term memory? No one's going to remember that. Dustin winning the Masters? No. Uh, uh, am I already forget, I'm blanking on his name. PGA Championship. Oh, Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Like, right. That might be that might be the most easily forgot. Like, like you just did. That would, might be the easiest. I had Victor forgotten. Hovland in my mind. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'll be the easiestly forgotten major championship when you look back at it. For people that are fringe golf fans, they're gonna be like, yeah, like you. Hey, who was that dude that won? Because everyone will remember Bryson winning the U.S. Yep. Open because he was young. But even then, think about, think about U.S. Open in New York, what those crowds would have been like. Bruh, Wingfoot, like seriously. Turning it on, it, you know, and I think as we, you know, tape this on December 8th, there was news this morning of the first COVID vaccine being administered in, in London. And I do think that we are, we are trending in the right direction. Mm. Um, but the sport as a whole did what it had to do to survive 2020, and I applaud them for that. But I'm and the first one to bubble, say, man. no, they weren't in a bubble. This is what this is what is so phenomenal about how the PGA Tour was able to pull this off is in all these other sports that didn't do the bubble, like the NBA, they went into their full lockdown bubble, yeah, and bam, they were. They were the most successful, right? So we see what's happened in college football. We see what's happened in pro football. We saw what happened in the MLB. Even, even again, even after the World Series, the dude was like, yo, you tested positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be out here with my teammates. Yeah, what are yeah. You, what? Celebrate. Yes. Yeah, I'll be right back. Hold up, man. No, no, don't worry. It's in my beard. I'll just cover my beard. So <laughs> the way that the PGA Tour with this few positive COVID tests and the way that they did their protocol, we were able to pull this off, was phenomenal. But in the same sense, when we look back at this season, now, will we look back at it in a way that is, man, that is awesome, that we, like all of these things happened and we were able to accomplish it? Or will we look back at it in a way that's more like, you know what? If they would have shut it down and we would have waited, meh, that would have been all right. You know? Like, I don't – I can tell you. And I honestly don't know. I don't know I'm the not, answer. I, I know the answer. I'm not looking back at it. I'm moving forward. I, you, like, you know – But we what happens – Okay, so here's my question to you then when it comes right. – when we talked about with the Masters, right, and how – what Tom Rinaldi said, how with no fans – the, the fans are the patrons are the soul of Augusta and yeah. the Masters. And we had no no patrons. So what does that tell you? What happens if in April, like, yeah, the vaccine just got the first person got it in the UK. Maybe it'll start becoming more normal by February, March, maybe. Yeah. But even then. 80, 70 to 80% of the country has to have it before that herd mental, before the herd immunity starts to happen. That's well past when the Masters is scheduled to be played. What yeah, happens? First week in April, second week in April. Let's say, let's, 
let's say, because it's the Masters, that they say, you know what? Only 15,000 fans. We're not going right. to have none, but we're only going to have 15,000. What happens then? You think that's enough? In. Yes. People. Noises. Yes, Cheers. but listen. Lord. Yes, but we saw. Please do not. Again, short-term memory loss, dude. Please do not forget the dumpster fire that was the tournament in Texas, in Houston. Yeah. The week before, when there were only supposed to be 2,000 fans there, and we both spoke to people in the know, inside that quote-unquote bubble that was there, that said there were well over 7,000 people, maybe close to 10,000 people. To the right. point where it was awesome. No, it's not awesome. That is not. But, but, but you're talking about. But again, you're you're. You're because you're let me ask you something here. Let me ask right. you a question with that. Then let's say that there were seven to ten thousand people there when there were only supposed to be two. Right. Did that amount of people make a difference in. Oh, yeah. Well, that changes everything. I'm all in watching now. No, no, not it, wasn't, at all. it wasn't. A, it wasn't a good tournament. The DJ was in the mix coming down. The I don't stretch. care. It wasn't a good tournament. There's, like, I mean, it was a bad golf course, but whatever. With that, that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. Like, trot me. But again, first of all, we weren't near a, a vaccine at that point. It was still, you know, a little too be still too dangerous to be doing something like that. But I, I, I want to move on from COVID because I think we could dance okay. around this. Who was your player of the year? Dustin Johnson. I agree. I think Dustin. I want to see him get back into the form and keep him in the form that he's got the ability to be in. Dust, Masters Dustin, I think, is what we thought we were going to get. What was that? 2017 at Augusta? Masters, yeah. The Masters yeah. Dustin. That, that was, was still the funniest. College game day, when he was on college game day with the green jacket and the green tie, Amazing. and yet he was standing in front of the staircase. That's freaking funny. Like, yeah, that's there's, I don't know if he meant irony. to do that, but that was just hilarious that he actually did that. That was who fun. is your so the the positives in golf for me. Okay, Dustin. What's Back. your biggest takeaway from from 2020? Oh, this is easy for me. Absolutely simple. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with we have so many young stars in the sport. Yeah, it's incredible. What we saw for me in 2020 is that we are littered with young 20-somethings mm. that are going to dominate the sport and because of it, our boys like Ricky Fowler had better step up because it's going to be harder for him to win a major with all of the 20-somethings that we have in the sport. Hovland, Morikawa. I mean, there are some Champ. studs. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Champ, our guy. Uh, Joaquin I, Neiman. I could, Joaquin Neiman, there you go. Joaquin Neiman. Guys like him, like we have so many young players in the sport. It's just going to be fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. My biggest takeaway, though, is is Bryson. So the the big boys, the big boys that have showed up and then the big boys that didn't. So. I love the fact I shouldn't I shouldn't say I love it, but I kind of do. Um. I love the fact that an old curmudgeon called out Rory McIlroy saying that he really don't want it. Um, and so 
I think that's going to, I love the fact that I think that's going to motivate Rory. I love Rory's honesty. And I love the fact that people kept trying to, every time we talk about Rory being the one honest guy that's out there and says things, people always rip him. Like they're trying to get him to stop being honest. But then I I also love the fact that Bryson DeChambeau can't help but get in his own way sometimes with what he says, right? (laughs) Or some of the things that happen. I look back at, I look back at Brooks being injured, Dustin taking the mantle. I really am looking at 2020 going, so if we got John Rahm, DJ, Brooks, Rory, and Bryson, all of them like now chomping at the bit to get at one another. Like you mentioned all the young dudes and what a great place golf is. And those dudes all be throwing arrows at the big boys that are at the top right now. Correct. But you got all of those big boys up there chomping at the bit to get at one another. And then you got guys like Justin Thomas who are just right below them going, yo, what you sleeping on me? Like, yo, JT still right. Like, that's what I'm saying. The sport is so healthy. Yes. But my big fear, I look back on 2020 and think about all of those guys. I think about how difficult it is to admit that you were probably right when it comes to Tiger Woods and the fact that this was kind of just shutting it down year. I think COVID, number one, I think the West Coast swing started so bad for Tiger yeah, that when COVID happened, people, you know how many people forgot the fact that he WD'd, he didn't even show up at the Players' Championship? Tiger wasn't even there. Like, and people just, that's how COVID made people forget that kind of stuff. So I'm curious to look back on 2020, moving towards 2021, and wondering with golf in the place that it's at right now, if Tiger doesn't show out in 2021, I think we're still okay. Like, I think we'll still be good to go. Golf is always going to be better if Tiger now, with the way things can be for 2021, I think it, golf is always going to be better if he can prepare like he normally would for this coming Masters. Awesome. But if he doesn't, and the big boys are throwing haymakers at one another leading up to it. And the, the young kids that you're talking about, too, they're throwing arrows, too. Yo, hey, I'm coming. I'm, check that rearview mirror. Like, golf is in a really good place at a time where we were not. It's <laughs> being able to do what we can do. So I'm, I just want to see, can that momentum kickstart again do you think it changes if fans come back because i think it might well um i mean when you look at it too like justin thomas is only 27 years old so Mm. he he even qualifies in that 20s i think we'll wrap it up with this i think when you look at i believe covid did tiger a favor it lessened expectations Game and excuse, um, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He can, he can, I think he did him a favor. I, I, I said it all year that I think he's now 
let's ramp up for what we hope is a normal and healthy schedule. That's number one. And number two, I believe with anything, hopefully this year has, has, has now said, okay, because, you know, the NBA starts December 22nd. Um, I, you know, not in some, a bubble, <laughs> not in a bubble. Right. Yeah. So that's, what I'm, so that's what I'm saying. Like Siri quiet. So what I'm hoping is that shut up Siri. <laughs> we, um, we get momentum at the right time to get everybody back into a normal rhythm because in sports, we've had to do this all the time on sports center, constantly remind people when things are. Mm constantly because no one knows anymore yeah so i hope that we all take a breath take this time off for the holiday everybody regroup and then january february with golf start now looking at a calendar and saying okay this is when this normally is right. this is when this normally is and rather than worrying about rescheduling them if you can't do something that was normally scheduled in february Move on to the next thing that's on the schedule. Okay, but I will say this. The one looking back on the year, lastly for me, the fact that they had the workday and then the memorial in back-to-back weeks and how that golf course changed, like the winning score going from a minus 38, right, one week when Colin Morikawa won, to the next week yeah. when John Ron won, it was like plus one, right? It was crazy. That thing, that was cool. There's only one thing I'm looking forward to the rest of this year, and it's next week. Thoughts on Tiger Charlie? Oh, get, let's go. Have you seen that kid swing? Yeah, man, I'm very jealous of it. But I'm also, I'm very nervous. I'm scared. Why? I'm scared that like this, we know that, you know, there wasn't social media and crazy. When Tiger was that age, you had to read about it in a newspaper or a magazine. There was no such thing as everybody's camera phone was out 24-7 and everybody was reporting on it 24-7. So like what this kid is going to have to deal with, just showing up at this place, which still... Nobody's beating Bernhard Longer and his son because them two is Bernhard Longer is a cyborg. Like he's not human. Like yeah, yeah he's he can pass the B test, but that's only because his his robotic can generate something that is mimics human pee. Because <laughs> he ain't human. That dude is not human. But I can't wait for this father son. Sixty three going on thirty three. Right. Yeah. He's he's sixty three again. Like you know. What I mean? You know what he reminds me of? You, you know how sometimes that Jay-Z picture comes up all the time of the guy from 1922 and stuff, and the guy's on a stoop in New York, and you're like, hot dog, that actually, that looks just like Jay-Z. <laughs> like, maybe he is a vampire. Who knows? Like, Illuminati, we just, we just don't know. That's, Bernhard Langer is the Illuminati of golf. I think so. But, like, seeing Tiger and Charlie at the father-son is going to be a lot of fun. What if Charlie's just like a player? He's like, you know what? Bring it. Give me the attention. Let's go. I'm going to run circles around you people. You know what? I think kids want that. 
until they realize that they can't get it on their terms. Well, keep in mind, Tiger comes from, he was a golf test tube prodigy. Like, he was a prodigy from way before Charlie Gage. Charlie hasn't been that yet. You know? And so, Tiger knows what that's like. And if anyone can coach him through, because if Charlie's as good as his swing looks, oh, and he appears to be everything that I've read and seen. He and he's already to, won some. He's won some U.S. Saying. Kids events. He appears to love the sport. And he's talking smack to Justin Thomas already. Yeah, let's go. All right, so you're listen. Your your internet is is gotten really poor. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I don't know why my internet got so squirrely. I think it's because the microwave right, well, is that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just saw that report about microwave stuff going and U.S. microwaves getting weird. You got any Christmas witches? Uh, yeah, to get through college football season healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like been. studio, come on, man. I mean, it's it's uh, it's been you know we we were in Bristol for the Masters, so we understand what a unique time this has been. But I just I'm almost of the uh, opinion with everything like let's just let's get through a little bit more, let's stay a little bit more positive, and let's just. I will never look back at 2020 other than anything but an asterisk in the grand scheme of things and what's been an incredible life, you know? Like I read something the other day about how we, we, we all have electricity. Right. We right. have roofs over. Like, let's Toilets just, did flush. Still got make, toilet yeah. paper. Hard to get, but it's, you, you can still get it. Let's make this an asterisk. Let's enjoy being able to get out. I'll, I'll say actually real quickly televised golf tournament golf i think struggled but the sport excelled for chops like you and i because that was the one thing we were all allowed we were we were yeah. it was the one thing we were all allowed to do which is get outside yeah. and golf and for that i'm thankful that's my my christmas wish is all the people that didn't play golf before and went out and tried it for the first time, because that was the activity that they were allowed to go do outside, stick with it. That's it. If we right. keep 90% of those people and they just now start going, hey, I just want to watch a guy or watch a, a girl play golf on TV to see how they do it compared to how I did it. I think, man, golf being in a good place with all the young talent that we're talking about, I think because of that, if we get a few of those new golfers to come on board and we stay positive and fun with the game, then I think the growth of the game then gets really healthy too. Yeah, I would. And that, that, that's a great way to wrap it up is that big picture, the game grew because it had to, because it was all we were allowed to do, which is get outside, walk and play golf. And so for that, uh, I, you're right. Let's hope the people that got out and played it uh, sit their butts down on the weekends and watch it. And what <laughs> we hope is a much better uh, 2020 uh, for the sport that we love. Um, all right. So we might have a couple of things in between pre-holiday. A couple surprises coming potentially. But until then, if you live in an area where it's still warm outside, consider yourself lucky. It is 29 degrees here in Connecticut today. So the Bro, golf. It was 34. In, it's it's cold. I'm in Florida. It's cold. 
You guys got a little cold snap? We got a little cold snap for the next couple of days. Now, don't get it twisted. By we're recording this on Tuesday, and by Thursday, it'll be back to 70. But 40 in the morning, so... I can you tell know. you what, I'm eyeing Sunday. It looks 55 degrees. That's warm enough to play golf out here in Connecticut. For you. Yeah, um, nah, that's, you're good. Knock yourself out, bro. Yeah, come on out. Let's take a flight up here and, and hang out. Nope. No, there's, hey, you know what flights also do? Turn around and come back to Florida. Sure do. Yeah, but <laughs> Trust me, I need that sooner than anybody. <laughs> for the caddy. Michael Collins. Hope everybody had a good year. We uh, look forward to more of this in the coming calendar year. I'm the Maddie. Go golf. Get out of here, COVID. Let's play. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.